section twenty one of the three lieutenants this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the three lieutenants by william henry giles kingston chapter eighteen part one chase of the venus a tornado jack again sights her captures her and two more sails for port royal a suspicious stranger a prize dispatch for assistance attacked hard pressed prisoners break loose the supple jack long after the chase had got out to sea remained concealed under the dark shadow cast by the castle across the entrance it then fell a dead calm and the schooner was completely lost to sight boats were now sent ahead to tow this was necessary indeed in order to keep the brig off the rocks it was slow work however and jack could only hope that with the rising sun the breeze would freshen so that he might make chase after the schooner the way in which she had crept out convinced him that she was a slaver had he before entertained any doubt as to don mateo's reasons for inviting him and his officers to the ball they now completely vanished it was evident that the old villain wanted to keep him and his officers on shore that the slaver might take the opportunity of putting to sea and getting a good start before it was discovered that she had gone she must have got away also jack very well knew with the connivance of the captain of the port who had of course been bribed by her owner as had likewise the officer in command at the moro who would not otherwise have allowed her to pass jack expected every instant to receive a shot from the castle but probably the last-mentioned personage thought it prudent not to fire lest he might have been asked why he allowed the schooner to pass when daylight returned as jack and bevan swept their glasses round in every direction several sail were seen dotting the horizon jack handed his glass to needham which of them do you think is the venus he asked the centre one of those three vessels in the northeast, sir answered needham promptly no doubt about that i know her by the whiteness of her canvas she must have had a pretty tidy breeze to get out so far while we lay becalmed you're right said jack that is the one i take to be the venus so do i observed bevan hurrah here comes a breeze we shall soon have the pleasure of making her better acquaintance i hope the boats were hoisted up and every stitch of sail the brig could carry was packed on her the breeze freshened and away she flew over the blue ocean leaving the white walls of the morrow far astern the question was whether the slaver would run for the gulf of florida or attempt to make her way through the bahama channel we must try at all events to get hold of her before nightfall observed jack or she will be playing us another trick and give us the go-by in the dark we'll try and do that same sir said needham if the wind holds with us as it does now it won't be a difficult job she doesn't seem to have much of it out there and we are getting up fast with her the supple jack indeed was gaining rapidly on the schooner but the treacherous wind soon gave indications of not being inclined to favour the british brig dark clouds gathering in the sky came sweeping rapidly over it all hands shorten sail shouted jack with startling energy be smart about it lads 
every one saw that not a moment was to be lost royals and topgallant sails were handed two reefs taken in the topsails the courses were clewed up not an instant too soon either for overheel the brig till the sills of her lee ports dipped into the water one of those tornadoes so frequent in the west indies had struck her though on coming up to the wind she faced it bravely down came the rain a real tropical torrent the drops as they fell being of the size of marbles leaping up again with a loud rattle like that of hail and literally deluging the deck in vain the sharpest eyes of those on the lookout endeavoured to pierce the watery veil the rain completely hid the slaver and all the surrounding vessels it was feared that she taking advantage of the chance offered her would do her best to escape the question was in what direction would she fly she would have a clear passage through the gulf of florida but then she well knew that she would be followed by the nimble supplejack rogers therefore came to the conclusion that she would steer for the bahama channel where if she could not escape herself she might hope to lead her pursuer to destruction needham was firmly of opinion that she would take that direction night was coming on and she would have a long start but jack determined to chance it and persevere with the chart to help us a bright lookout and the lee going we may disappoint her ladyship he observed laughing it's an ugly place i'll allow sir said needham but we must not be afraid of ugly places or we shall not do much in catching these slaving gentry it can't be much worse than we have seen in the china seas and off the coast of africa the tornado having passed over the brig's head was again put to the southwest and a bright lookout being of course kept all hoped to fall in once more with the venus the night was an anxious one the watch below turned in ready to spring on deck at a moment's notice neither jack bevan nor needham lay down the former constantly sweeping the horizon with their night-glasses in the hopes of catching a glimpse of the schooner as the first streaks of dawn tinged the eastern sky all hands were roused up to make sail and just as the orb of day like a mountain of fire appeared above the horizon the sails of the schooner were discerned on the port bow standing as was conjectured for one of the numerous intricate passages among the dangerous bahama shoals every stitch of canvas the brig could carry was immediately packed on her keep her away a couple of points cried rogers that will do we must get hold of madame venus before the day is many hours older fortunately there's still a good space of clear water before she can get in among the shoals and once up with the lady it won't be long before she is ours the wind held steady and the supple jack as tom declared skipped along more nimbly than she had ever yet moved long tom was got ready for action although the schooner was not likely to show much fight still he might be useful in bringing down her spars and so prevent her from getting in among the shoals before she could be captured though a fresh breeze was blowing the sea was tolerably smooth but on the north and eastward a line of white breakers and here and there an interval of blue water which marked the channels between them could be seen farther to the eastward were two suspicious-looking schooners evidently bent on making their way through one or other of the before-named channels we must have the big one first and then get hold of the other two said jack to bevan who stood by his side the lead was kept going and showed that the water was rapidly shoaling try her with long tom needham cried out jack he may chance to reach her 
it's as much as long tom will do sir but we'll see answered needham bringing the gun to bear on the chase away sped the shot but though well aimed it fell short of its mark we must have her at all costs cried jack eagerly or in less than five minutes she will be among the breakers and we shall be on shore give long tom a larger charge of powder and see what that will do needham did as he was ordered though it occurred to him that the dose he rammed down might chance to be too much for long tom's strength if so it would have the effect of blowing him and not a few of his shipmates out of the world still as he had faith in the gun's power of endurance he risked it without remark and taking good aim once more fired never had he made a better shot the missile swept the deck of the schooner carrying off the heads of three of her crew and killing and wounding others though this was unknown at the time the instant effect was to make her skipper haul down his colours and put the schooner about with her head off the bank and in a short time she was hove to near the brig of war which had also gone about jack jumping into a boat which was instantly lowered with a well-armed crew pulled on board the spanish captain whom he recognized as don lopez a polished-looking gentleman he had met soon after his arrival at havana at the house of don mateo made a polite bow and asked with an injured air why the english man-of-war had chased and fired at him i shall be able to give you an answer by and by my friend answered jack in the meantime don lopez i am anxious to get hold of those two schooners before they make their way through the channels to the northeast and as i do not wish to run the risk of casting away my brig i must trouble you to stand where you are and take me up alongside them as jack spoke he presented a double-barrelled pistol at the don's head as a sign that he was not to be trifled with you will not shoot me surely exclaimed the don not if you obey me answered jack but you will understand that i am in earnest now order the helmsman to keep the vessel away your men will do what you tell them i am very certain the don saw that there was no help for it and directed his motley and somewhat ruffian-like crew to do as jack told them we will have the nearest first and understand if she escapes us i intend to blow out your brains i shall regret it but necessity has no law the breeze was refreshing away dashed the venus sending the water bubbling up around her bows while the brig stood rather more to the southward keeping in deeper water to be ready to cut off either of the schooners which might attempt to escape in that direction at first they probably fancied that the venus had by some lucky chance got away from the brig of war but they were very soon mistaken when the british ensign which tom who had accompanied jack found on board flew out at her peak jack ordered a gun to be run through the bow port and one well-directed shot from it made the first schooner haul down her colours the second on seeing what had happened having no stomach for a fight followed her example and in half an hour jack had his three prizes standing out from the dangerous vicinity of the shoals he then ordered them all to heave to that he might examine them at leisure don lopez showed some anxiety to go into his cabin no no my friend said jack quietly you will allow me to accompany you i am sorry to be so uncourteous but i must have an examination of your papers he had ordered bevan and norris who had gone on board the other vessels not to allow anything to be thrown overboard or destroyed don lopez pulled his moustaches and accompanied his captor into the cabin where he most unwillingly produced his writing-case in it were found several documents one of them from no less a person than don mateo laguna directing him how to proceed on his arrival on the coast of africa 
there were several other papers very clearly implicating two or three persons of wealth in havana it was pretty clearly shown how these gentlemen obtained the fortunes which enabled them to hold so distinguished a place among the rank and fashion of that far-famed city on board also was found a large assortment of swords muskets and slave irons while a slave deck had been fitted up ready to receive the expected cargo of human beings jack took possession of the papers ah my friend here is another he observed as don lopez was endeavouring to shuffle back a document which had at first been overlooked jack examined it ah i see that fine large black brig which lay in shore near us was to join you shortly with the dollars and provisions you would require what is her name i should like to know all about her the caterina answered don lopez she is to sail under american colours and will have american papers a regular charter party the ship's roll and instructions from her reputed owners ten of her crew are american seamen the other twenty-five who are spaniards will be called passengers she has obtained all her papers from the american vice-consul and i very much doubt that any of you men of war would have ventured to interfere with her unless and don lopez smiled it had been for the information i so freely give you i hope you will take this into consideration in your further dealings with me i shall see about that answered jack despising the don who had been so ready to betray his associates in the nefarious traffic at present you will please to accompany me on board my brig as we are bound for jamaica the don with a grimace stepped into the brig of war's boat followed by his officers jack afterwards conveyed also the greater part of the crew to the brig where they were less likely to play tricks than if left on board their own vessel he sent also for the greater portion of the crews and all the officers of the other schooners the difficulty now however was how to man his prizes he gave the command of the venus to bevan with tom as his mate and six hands norris and another midshipman had charge of one of the other schooners with five hands and jos green with desmond to assist him had charge of the third with the same number of men he could ill spare so many hands but he hoped by vigilance to keep the spaniards in awe and to navigate the supplejack these arrangements being completed he made sail for port royal should the weather continue fine the task might be an easy one but should it come on to blow short-handed as he was he would have no little difficulty in working the brig and looking after his numerous prisoners many of whom were desperate ruffians and might possibly try to capture the brig and cut the throats of every one on board his only alternative therefore to avoid the risk of this would be to treat them as they intended to treat the slaves clap them in irons and shut them down under hatches or to place a sentry with orders to shoot the first who might attempt to regain his liberty needham highly approved of this plan it would serve them right sir if we were to do it at once it would save us a great deal of trouble in looking after the beggars he observed but don lopez considered himself a perfect gentleman and will complain that he was barbarously treated if we were to do so without sufficient cause remarked jack i let him complain then sir answered needham he may consider himself fortunate that we don't heave him and his villainous crew overboard jack only hoped that the necessity would not arise and as neither the officers nor men had arms of any sort for the knives even of the latter had been taken from them he had no fears about the matter he resolved to keep a bright lookout for the caterina which he thought would probably slip out of the harbour soon after him her captain not suspecting the fate of her consorts 
the wind was however light and contrary and he was much longer in making cape st antonio than he had hoped the necessity of treating the prisoners as needham had suggested came however sooner than jack expected he had allowed don lopez and his companions to enjoy as much fresh air and exercise as they wished for every day though he took the precaution to have a sentry on the quarter-deck who had received instructions to keep a watchful eye on the prisoners evening was coming on a fresh breeze was blowing and the little squadron under easy sail was standing to the westward just at that time a sail was sighted on the weather bow she was soon made out to be a large brig standing towards the little fleet jack observed that the prisoners were talking eagerly together and were evidently much interested in the appearance of the stranger on she came and though she was near enough for her colours to be seen she showed none what do you make her out to be asked jack of needham i should have taken her to be a spanish man-of-war but if she is she ought to have showed her bunting by this time he answered you'll pardon me sir he continued but i don't like the looks of the dons and i shouldn't be surprised if that craft is the caterina herself if so she will be trying to take some of our prizes and may be have a slap at us and i think it would be best to get these gentlemen out of the way as quickly as possible jack agreed with needham and going up to don lopez he observed i am sorry to inconvenience you but i have to request that you and your companions will go below and not return on deck till you receive my permission the don and his friends looked somewhat angry at hearing this and seemed inclined to disobey but a dozen stout seamen coming aft showed them that jack was in earnest and they uttering maledictions on his head were hurried below the sun had now reached the horizon when the stranger came within gunshot still without showing her colours jack had ordered the three schooners to keep close together under his stern he now fired a gun ahead of the stranger of which she took no notice but continued her course intending apparently to get to windward so as to be able to bear down at any time she might think fit on the captured slavers she has guessed what has happened sir observed needham and hopes during the night to have a chance of cutting off one of the prizes or all of them but she can't quite make up her mind to attempt it in daylight we must keep a bright look at and prevent her doing that same answered jack give her another shot from long tom and we will see if that has a better effect than the first the stranger took no notice further than hauling her wind so as to increase her distance from the brig of war jack guessed that her intention was to draw him away if possible from his prizes so that she might have a better chance of taking off one of them during the night he had no fears of the result of a fight should she venture to attack him at the same time under the circumstances he doubted whether it would be wise for him to become the assailant as the sun went down the stranger was still seen holding her former position on the weather-bow of the supplejack it was very provoking to be thus bearded and he earnestly wished for daylight that he might have a better chance of success in attacking the daring craft for he had at length made up his mind to bring her to action and of course to capture her his greatest difficulty however would be should he succeed in manning her as she would require as many hands as the supplejack and he could ill spare any of his own crew he thought the matter over and called needham aft to consult with him well sir i was thinking that it would be a good plan to send the venus on to jamaica to get the assistance of the corvette she wouldn't be long in joining us and we might keep the stranger in play till then or if any accident was to happen to us she might come up in time to take her not that i doubt for a moment that if we can get her within range of our guns we should soon make her our prize 
it's rather a tough job i'll allow as the chase has forty hands or more on board and six or eight guns though it's not likely they are very heavy metal i like your plan said jack i was considering that it might otherwise be necessary to sink one or two of our prizes rather than run the risk of losing the caterina for i make sure that that brig out there is her jack gave the matter a few more minutes consideration and signalling to the three schooners to heave to he sent the purser on board the venus with directions to bevan at once to clap on all sail for port royal and to beg on his arrival there that the corvette or some other man-of-war might be immediately dispatched to his assistance as the night was dark he hoped that the stranger would not discover that the venus had parted company till daylight when she would have very little chance of overtaking her to prevent the risk of her doing so he hauled up close to the wind believing that he should thus soon again get sight of the stranger he was not mistaken for in little more than half an hour he sighted her standing the same course as before but rather more abeam keeping away again he shortened sail but she held the same course as before thus the night passed the stranger could be seen to the southward while the coast of cuba lay broad on the lee beam though undistinguishable in the darkness of night at length however the stranger disappeared but jack felt satisfied that she had not gone in chase of the venus and he still hoped to see her again at daylight he and the two schooners kept on their course under easy sail the officers in command of the latter were as eager as jack to bring the strange brig to action hoping to take part in the light each vessel had a couple of six-pounders on board which though not very heavy guns might do good service could they get near enough to the enemy to use them thus the night passed slowly away dawn at length returned and as the first rays of the rising sun glanced across the ocean they fell on the sails of the stranger about three miles off broad on the beam of the supplejack whose commander at once resolved to bring her to action while she on her part showed no disinclination for the fight she must have plenty of hands on board and pretty heavy metal or she would long ago have been off observed needham however we will see what long tom can do we will give him every opportunity of showing his qualities said jack and not let the slaver get too near us till we have knocked away some of his spars the stranger now kept edging down towards the brig of war which stood on under her topsails mainsail and headsails jack calculated that he should have time to throw three or four shots into her from long tom and then by making more sail give her a raking fire from his carronades he hailed the schooners and ordered norris and the master not to expose themselves more than necessary and only to fire when they had a good opportunity while by all means they were to avoid allowing the slaver brig to run aboard them the stranger which had again hauled her wind was still far beyond the range of long tom i don't think sir that they have got much stomach for the fight after all observed needham perhaps not answered jack but i suspected from the fellow's manoeuvres that he still hopes to cut off our prizes and is only waiting the opportunity for doing so we must also look out not to let him run us aboard for if he has plenty of men that is what he will try to do and it will be his best chance too though i doubt not that we shall beat them off no matter how many there are no doubt about that sir whether they are americans spaniards or negroes answered needham in a confident tone nearly half an hour passed and the relative positions of the vessels were not changed 
at length the slaver's crew mustering up courage more sail was made on her and she came edging down boldly towards the brig of war now see what long tom can do cried jack he had not miscalculated the distance this time needham pulled the trigger and the shot was seen to strike the stranger's bulwarks she fired in return but without effect long tom was quickly loaded two shots crashed into the slaver and three went over her she replied with a broadside of four guns but one shot only struck the supplejack knocking away one of the after stanchions jack now ordered more sail to be set and shooting across the bows of the enemy his two carronades and long tom were fired simultaneously this raking fire threw the slaver's crew into considerable confusion and before they had recovered from it he again kept away in the meantime the two schooners ranged up on the larboard quarter of the enemy had begun blazing away with their pop-guns thus far jack had evidently the best of it and he would have been wise had he kept at a distance and fired away with long tom the slaver's crew encouraged by their officers returned to their guns and began blazing away with far greater effect than at first but as they fired high no one on deck was hurt their shot began to inflict considerable damage on the rigging and at length the slings of the fore topsail yard being shot away down came the topsail while the other headsails were completely riddled in vain needham did his best to retaliate on the enemy jack saw him binding a handkerchief round his arm though still working his gun three other men were wounded by shot or splinters and one poor fellow sank on the deck to rise no more matters were indeed looking somewhat serious just then the slaver put up her helm jack saw what she was about but was unable to avoid her repel boarders he sang out and in another minute the bows of the black brig crashed against the side of the supplejack the flukes of the enemy's anchors catching in the fore-rigging of the latter her crew however had just time to fire their carronades sending several of the enemy to their last account when nearly thirty fierce-looking ruffians with cutlass in hand came crowding to the bows of the brig ready to spring on board jack and most of his people ran forward to repel them the spanish captain fought bravely although driven back again leading on his men he made another desperate effort to get on board the supplejack bevan and the master in the meantime were not idle but as they could bring one of their guns to bear without running the risk of hitting the supplejack they kept firing into the enemy the effect of their fire was to lessen the number of the boarders several of the slaver's crew being occupied in working their after guns with the object of keeping the two schooners at bay mctavish and the purser had however managed to run out one of the carronades from the aftermost port of the supplejack and having loaded it with grape fired it directly at the men working at the guns had it been at a greater distance it might have done more damage as it was it hit one of the spaniards blowing him almost to atoms and wounding two others well done cried mctavish whose highland blood was up we'll give them another dose the gun was run in and loaded as before the spaniards who had deserted their gun at the first discharge of the carronade now returned to it and brought it to bear on the supplejack the boarding party were in the meantime making desperate efforts to gain her decks but were met by that determined courage which british seamen never failed to exhibit his brave crew well led by jack and the boatswain every time the spaniards attempted to gain a footing on the forecastle of the english brig those who succeeded were cut down while the rest were driven back now my lads follow me and we'll board them cried jack 
his proposal was replied to with a loud cheer and he and needham were on the point of leaping on to the brig's forecastle when a shout from aft made him turn his head and he caught sight of don lopez and seven or eight of his companions who had just made their way on deck by the companion hatch the don had a musket in his hand with which he was fiercely attacking the surgeon who had however the moment before seized one and was warding off the blows aimed at him jack singing out to needham to defend the forecastle sprang aft with several of his men to the assistance of mctavish just then the bows of the slaver separated from the supplejack and at the same moment one of the officers of the former who had been looking eagerly to windward shouted to the captain he instantly ran aft to the helm which had been deserted but instead of attempting to regain his former position put it up and allowing his vessel to shoot ahead as soon as she had gathered way went about and stood off to the northward don lopez and his companion seeing themselves deserted threw down their arms and hurried below again as fast as they had come up needham's first impulse was to rush back to long tom with which he began to pepper the retreating slaver as rapidly as the gun could be loaded while the two carronades were worked with equal quickness End of chapter eighteen part one